Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. What a week, what a week. I saw Stars Born. I'm forever changed. <laughs> you guys, I have to talk about this for a second. So I saw Stars Born, much like every other gay in the country this week and woman. The movie was great. Okay. The movie was, was great. As expected, the music was good. I really loved all the sellout songs, you know, that, that Allie was singing. You know, why did you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? <laughs> I loved all the music, and the end ballad was like something straight out of the 90s. I'm not going to get into spoiler territory. However, I am going to detail (laughs) my movie-going experience, because when I got to the theater, you guys, I lost my shit. So Matt and I saw it at an iPick theater, which an iPick is like the most amazing theater in the world. Like you, They have reclining chairs, they give you pillows and blankets. It is fantastic. You can, they have waiters that come and serve you food and drinks. You can order like good food, like pizzas and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. This is not an ad for IPIC. However, I, there, I say that because there's not a lot of seats in the, in the rows. So there's like, there, it's seated, you're seated in like clumps of four with these reclining chairs, right? It was a special occasion for my birthday because tickets are a little expensive. And so we get there, Matt and I sit down. And we're seated in a row of four, but it's just us two. So there's no one next to us to the left. However, in the row of four in front of us was a woman, a queen, a legend, an icon by the name of Leah Michelle. <laughs> I know that I'm probably the only person on earth that really was that excited about it, but I love Leah Michelle, you guys. As you guys know, I've been saying on this podcast for <laughs> what seems like a lifetime that Leah Michelle needs to join the Wicked movie, and that Leah Michelle is a star, uh, an icon of legend. So that's that's the that on that. Matt and I sit down in our reclining chairs, and then Matt turns to me before the movie starts, and he goes, hey, that's Leah Michelle. And I gay gasped. <laughs> All the straight men in, in Venom next door to us could hear me gay gasp. And I, I got so unbelievably excited. So the entire film, I was just watching Leah Michelle because, first of all, I'm a huge Leah Michelle fan, so of course I was excited. Second of all, what a movie to see Leah Michelle watching. <laughs> this was the role Leah Michelle was born to play. I mean, she surely should have been in A Star is Born. Was she attached at some point? Possibly. I mean, this Star is Born remake had everyone attached at one point. I mean, Beyonce was attached at one point, Rihanna was attached at one point. Lady Gaga ultimately got the role, but I'm sure that Leah Michelle at least had a meeting for it. So she's seated in the in the cluster of four in front of me with three other men, three other gay men. Like I'm assuming they were gay. I don't know that for sure, but there were two. It looked like what appeared to be a couple, and then a man. To so it was like a couple on to the right of Leah Michelle, and then to the left of her was another man. Now I was so caught up in the Leah Michelle ness of it all that I wasn't paying attention to the men. 
at first. So let me paint the picture. So we're sitting there. The iPick is playing these previews before the movie. I'm staring, like, Leah's, like, basically diagonal for me. And by the way, is this appropriate to be talking about on a (laughs) national platform? Probably not. But I was too excited that I had to share this with you all. So my apologies if any of the gays that were with Leah Michelle are listening. My apologies. Leah Michelle's basically, like, directly in front of me, but, like, to a diagonal angle. So, like, I could see her profile during the entire film. So the previews start, and... I'm giddy. Like, I'm giddy. I felt like the universe's birthday gift to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, the universe gave me a gift. This is it. <laughs> this is this. Here it is. She was serving me hair, body, face, just like, <laughs> just like Lady Gaga's alley character in the movie said. Anyway, the previews start, and I'm already so giddy, but then, you guys, then something happened that I thought was very odd. There was a preview for the stage version of the play Funny Girl, of course, Funny Girl synonymous with Barbara Streisand, another Barbara Streisand vehicle. And so apparently there's like a a movie version of this, uh, like a recording of the stage version of Funny Girl playing. So I'm watching Leah Michelle because of course I'm thinking Glee, she performed Don't Rain on My Parade. We all know that Leah loves Barbara Streisand. She's been very vocal about her love of Barbara in the press. So I'm like watching Leah watch a preview for Funny Girl starring somebody else. And at one point, like one of the gays that was with her, like grabbed her arm and like did a little like, oh my God, Leah, look. So I'm like watching that. So then all of a sudden I'm starting to think like, what's going on? I'm starting to get conspiracy theories going in my head. I'm like, did Leah have them play a Funny Girl trailer? Because we saw these big budget movie trailers. And then all of a sudden we see a a movie trailer for... That's the stage version of Funny Girl. Like, that felt off to me. And I'm starting to think, like, what's happening? Like, did Leah rent out this theater or something? So then the waiters come around. Everyone orders their stuff. Leah orders a beer. She got a Sierra Nevada. And the man next to her got a whiskey. And then the other two gay men, or what I assume were two gay men, they, like, cheers and kissed at one point. So I know that they were at least definitely bisexual. (laughs) I think they were a couple, but I don't know for sure what they sexually identify as, but I'm assuming they were either gay or bi because they did cheers and kiss at one point with their martini glasses. And (laughs) again, this was a showing of A Star is Born. So I have to assume that almost everyone in the theater was gay or a female. Anyway, and I thought, wow, she's drinking a beer. Like, is this, this must be a stress release for her because I was thinking like, I wonder if she's watching this and she's a little bit like, oh, that role should have been mine. Keep in mind, like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this movie. I'm thinking, I did loosely watch the Barbara version, but, like, I didn't know exactly, like, the intricacies of what this plot would entail. So then I'm watching this film, and there's stuff about, like, Allie, played by Lady Gaga. She, in the movie, you know, does not like her looks. She feels like she can't be a star because of her big nose. And we all know Leah has been vocal in the press, again, saying that people have told her she should get a nose job. This is Leah's story on screen. (laughs) This is literally Leah's story. So I'm like watching her watch this film. And again, I don't even know if the movie was that good or watching Leah Michelle watch A Star is Born was that good. Like, it's all unclear to me. But so then I'm thinking like, this is a little weird. Like a funny girl 
thing played ahead of it. And then Leah was like literally in front of me and Matt had brought me here for my birthday. So earlier in the day, I asked Matt, I said, do you want to change our tickets? Because he had bought tickets to the 3.30 showing. And there was like a three o'clock showing. And I asked him, I said, do you want to go a little earlier? We'll change our tickets. And Matt said, no. And I thought, wait, that's weird. So now I'm starting to get this conspiracy theory in my head that Matt organized Leah Michelle <laughs> to see a star is born with me for my birthday. I'm thinking this is like an elaborate plan. The seed's already planted in my head. So then Matt turns to me and he goes, oh, I got, I got to run to the restroom. Just as he gets up, Leah Michelle gets up. They get up at the same time to go to the restroom. Now, Matt could care fucking less about Leah Michelle. <laughs> he does not like Leah Michelle, which is grounds for a breakup, but that's a tale for another time. So while they're gone, I'm thinking, Matt organized Leah Michelle to see a star is born with me. And as soon as the lights go down, she's going to wish me a happy birthday and sing to me. <laughs> Which, saying now, I realize is crazy. But at the time, you have to understand that, like, endorphins were flowing, my serotonin levels were high. I truly thought that Leah Michelle was at some point going to sing Happy Birthday to me in a theater full of people. And so when Matt's in the bathroom, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, oh my god, all my friends are here. I'm like, all of my friends are in this theater. Like, I had no idea. So I'm starting to, like, look around I'm waiting for there to be, like, brighter daytime scenes in the movie so that I can, like, see people's faces. Because I'm thinking, where's my friends? Like, come out, come out, wherever you are, guys. Like, <laughs> let me see your faces. I know what's happening. I'm in on it. So then Mac gets back at the exact same time as Leah Michelle. Like, they literally arrive back at the seats at the same time. Like, this is, it's all happening Sheena Shea style. And <laughs> this is my birthday gift. So the movie's going, and the whole movie, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, oh my god, like, I can't wait for this to end, because I'm gonna have to act surprised, even though I figured out the surprise, you know, and I always tell Matt I hate surprises. (laughs) He knows every single birthday he tries to surprise me, and I'm always like, stop it, like, I hate surprises, don't do it. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna have to play this up, and I'm gonna have to pretend, I'm gonna be like, oh, Matt, like, you know I don't like surprises, but this one was okay, you know, I'm like planning in my head planning my reaction, and I'm planning, like, how mad... Does this make sense? I'm planning, like, how mad I should be about a surprise, because I've told him so many times that I hate surprises, so I'm thinking, how much should I play off that I'm mad about the surprise, but that I'm happy about the fact that he got Leah Michelle in a private theater showing of A Star is Born to sing me Happy Birthday. As, the you know, the movie's playing, it's a very dramatic, emotional film. I mean, there's all sorts of really sad things that happen in this movie, But I'm, like, giddy with excitement because I'm just thinking, well, this is going to end. And Leah Michelle's going to stand up and get on a microphone and sing happy birthday to me like fucking Marilyn Monroe and singing to the president. (laughs) I'm like, where's Ryan Murphy? Is he filming this? Sad things are happening on screen. I'm just, like, smiling down. I'm, like, I'm looking over at Matt and I'm, like, flirtatiously giggling. I'm like, oh, you. Like, this was such a nice thing, you know? You're going to get a... (laughs) You're going to get the good sex tonight, Matt. (laughs) Um, And then at one point, like, I look down and I'm thinking, wait, I think Jonathan Gruff is with her. So it's all happening. Like, truly, I'm so, so excited. So then the movie ends. And again, very, very sad ending. Very sad song, very sad ending. I'm not shedding not a single tear because I, if anything, a tear out of excitement any moment the lights are going to come on, everyone's going to yell surprise, and then Leah Michelle's going to serenade me. 
Well, Matt leans over to me as the credits are rolling and he says, hey, you ready? Like, because I'm seated tight. You know, like I'm sitting for the credits. And most of the theater was sitting for the credits. Like in LA, I feel like a lot of people sit for the credits because they either know someone that worked on the movie or they want to be respectful to those that worked on the movie. Or, you know, frankly, for A Star is Born, they were sitting in their seats crying and they didn't want to get up and be under the the theater lobby lights to see, uh, you know, for everyone to see their tears. I'm still seated, but I'm not crying. I'm just like smiling. I'm like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, when's it all happening? And Matt leans over to me and he says, you ready to get out of here? So then I think, oh my God, like, I'm so stupid. Like we're going to another room. Of course they need to get a, they have another showing of a star is born. They got to clear out the theater. So Matt must have rented another room where Leah Michelle is going to do a duet with Jonathan Gruff. <laughs> we get out of the theater, and I'm still like, I'm still smiling. I'm on cloud nine. Everyone else is coming out of the theater in in tears, and I'm like, oh my god, Matt! And, like you are so silly. Like I can't believe you're going through this elaborate plan to like guide me into another room at the IPIC theater for my birthday. So then we keep walking, we keep walking, and Matt's headed towards the car. Like we're walking towards the car, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like. Are we driving somewhere else? Like this? Are we going to a second location with Leah Michelle? Like what? I'm still like, oh my gosh, Matt! Like you're so, you got me. <laughs> like driving, driving. I started to maybe second guess this whole thing, and then Matt turned down a weird street, not on the way home. And I'm thinking, oh okay, like so we're going some, we're going to like a, you know a club or maybe we're going to club the club. <laughs> he turns down the other street and. <laughs> He slams on his brakes because somebody, uh, you know, almost hit the car. And he's like, that's why I'm going this way, because all these bad drivers are out this weekend. And so then I'm thinking, like, is this a red herring or like, what, what do they call it? <laughs> then, you guys, we pull down our street. As we're pulling into the house, like, my excitement's going down. And I, all of a sudden, I'm starting to get that star is born tear in my eye. But it's not because of Allie's performance. <laughs> it's not because of Lady Gaga's performance in the film. It's because... I'm realizing that I saw A Star is Born with Leah Michelle, and I d- left the theater without saying anything. Like, if I would have known that Leah Michelle was not going to be going to the second location with me, like, I would have said something to her. Like, I don't go up to every celebrity, but I would have. I love Leah Michelle. I love her. So, like, what happened? I'm like, I, here I was thinking this big birthday surprise was happening, and then it wasn't happening. We get home, and then we had plans to go to, like, a later dinner, so then we were headed out to dinner, and I'm just devastated. Of course, then I'm realizing, like, this Leah Michelle situation was not happening for me. (laughs) Surprise, Sheena Shea, it's not all happening. That's what I'm going to get tattooed on my forearm. It's not all happening. So then, Matt's driving, I grab the auxiliary cord, and I go to put on some music, because I'm like, you know what, I'm devastated. Matt's like, oh, are you putting on the Star is Born soundtrack? And I'm like, no, I'm putting on... Leah Michelle's debut album, <laughs> her solo album. I'm putting on a song called Battlefield, which is my favorite song. It was written by Sia. Hashtag justice for Battlefield. <laughs> and Matt hates the song because I listen to it all the time. And it's like very sad and depressing. He always hears me like blasting it in the house and in the shower or anywhere, really. So I put the auxiliary cord and he's like, oh, why aren't you listening to the Star is Born soundtrack? I'm like, hold on. I just need a moment with Leah Michelle. He's like, I can't hear that. He's like, play anything but Leah Michelle. He's like... Uh, I just had to watch a movie with her. Like, why are we listening to her? And I exploded at him, you guys. Like, (laughs) I lost it. 
I was like, fuck you. You should be blessed that you saw A Star is Born with Leah Michelle. How dare you? <laughs> I'm like swearing. How fucking dare you? How fucking... You should feel blessed. How do you not feel blessed that you just got to see it in her presence? Like, how dare you? <laughs> and Matt's eyes, you guys. He was ready to leave me then and there. And to be honest, in, in hindsight's twenty twenty, he should have. He should have left me. He shouldn't have gone to dinner with me. I don't deserve a birthday. Like, I I don't know why he didn't just pull over, kick me out of the car. It was a dark moment for me, and I said some things that I shouldn't have. And I regret that. I regretted them instantly. And then Matt, of course, let me go on to listen to Battlefield. And then we listened to it one time. And then, of course, we went to the Star is Born soundtrack, which, which is fantastic. Again, a fantastic soundtrack. But I was upset. You know, sometimes we say things that we don't mean. And I, I, did I blow up on him a little bit? Yeah. But I felt like it was for good reasons. I was devastated. I didn't say anything to Leah Michelle in the showing of A Star is Born. I mean, it was a missed opportunity. I could have asked her to come on this podcast and, you know, given her official review, I could have asked Jonathan Groff to give his official review of A Star is Born for the Everything Iconic listeners. But alas, it did not happen. And look, as a gay who watched every single episode of Glee, it took everything in me, every ounce of my being, not to lean over and whisper in Leah Michelle's ear, it should have been you up there. (laughs) No shade to Lady Gaga, who did fantastic, and I loved her performance. She did great. The movie was great. But... I mean, how did I... It took so much gay restraint not to lean in and whisper that in Leah Michelle's ear. I I deserve a a gay medal of honor. I truly do. (laughs) Still a good birthday, but it just... It could have been... Could it have been a better birthday? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. But the movie was great. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Again, the music was great. But I was singing, Matt, why did you do this, do this, do this, do this, do this to me? <laughs> and P.S. Did you guys hear about how Lady Gaga might be in Funny Girl on Broadway? That's like a rumor going around now. Apparently, Rosie is going to be in it with her, my queen Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Apparently, she's doing it with Lady Gaga. And if that happens, like I don't know what'll happen with Leah Michelle. I don't know what's going to happen with her. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna ruin her. She's gonna get more than a beer at that showing of Funny Girl. <laughs> Um, we do have to get to Housewives. Before we do, I want to say thank you to Home Goods. Home Goods, of course, you guys know I love them. They sent me the biggest package of Gather Goods. So, you guys, a few weeks ago on the show, I mentioned how uh, my mom has all these Gather items around her house and how I go to Home Goods and I always try to take one Gather item out of the cart. Like one, <laughs> one piece of decorative signage that says Gather. Well, I do love it. And Home Goods listened to the episode and they sent me the best package of Thanksgiving themed stuff. So now I just love Home Goods even more. So I probably, I might be talking about them more. Not today, I mean, but you know, just be forewarned. <laughs> I love them so so much. And also, before we get to this week's Orange County in Dallas, I have a very special interview with Amy Phillips. I felt like I haven't really done a lightning round in a while. Like, I tried on Monday's episode, I tried to do it with the guest, and unfortunately, they didn't really come through with a lot of answers. So, I took to a friend, and you guys know her from, of course, Bravo, Watch What Happens Live. She does the impressions of all the housewives, Amy Phillips. She's so, so lovely. So I did a radio show and I brought my equipment and I was like, we got to do a lightning round. So I want to play this quick pop culture lightning round with Amy Phillips. She's fantastic. And her Bethany impression is literally my favorite thing in the world. Like, it's so, so good. So we'll listen to that and then we'll go right into Orange County. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, guys, I'm here with Amy Phillips. We're going to do a quick lightning round. Hi. And then, and then, Amy, we're going to have you on the show another time. Oh, my gosh, yes, please. We're going to do a quick little pop culture okay, lightning round. So, so these are fast, but they don't have to be fast. As fast as you want. You okay. choose. Oh, okay. Okay, Shaws of Sunset or Married to Medicine? Shaws. Alexis Bellino or Lynn Curtin? Alexis. All-time favorite movie? Oh, my God. Not all Bravo Gaslight. Gaslight. I like old movies. Favorite Mariah Carey song? Oh, God. I don't know. I'm not a huge. <laughs> that's a wrap on Amy Baby, Phillips. baby. <laughs> baby, baby. Oh, that's not. <laughs> Isn't there a song we'll about a baby? <laughs> we'll say Always Be My Baby. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the one. That's the one. <laughs> Who's the most underrated? Oh, no, I love her Christmas album. I'm going with the Christmas album. I listen to it every year a million times. So, so good. Okay. Most underrated housewife of all time. Well, you know what? We were just talking about it, but I'm going to say, oh, God. No, I was going to say Carlton, but now I take <laughs> that witch. back. Oh, God. Who's underrated? Um, I do feel like Carlton was underrated. Like, I know people. Sonia. I think Sonia's Sonia. underrated. Ramona Pina Grigio or Skinny Girl Margarita? Ramona Pina Grigio. Money Can't Buy You Class or Chic Say La Vie? <laughs> you can only listen Money. to one. Money Can't Buy You Class. <laughs> Which would you rather bring back from the dead? Princess of Long Island? Princesses of Long Island or Gallery Girls? Oh, my God. Okay, Gallery Girls for oh, sure. Gallery Girls, wasn't it the best? It was the best. Like the best TV. Oh, God, I miss it. Who's the nat- most naturally funny housewife? Bethany. Bethany. Mm-hmm. Who's the most difficult housewife to impersonate? Has there Kyle. Been a- has there been, is she like one that you haven't been able to... I tried to do it and it just wasn't good. Her voice is so, it's just very hard. I can't get my voice to get that, be that naturally raspy. Who's your favorite to do? Um, Ramona Singer. First one, (laughs) favorite one, always forever. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite non-Bravo TV show? Or what are you watching? I like, well, uh, Arrested Development is one of my favorite shows of all time. So, Um, so good. Yeah. The Comeback, do you ever watch that? Love The Comeback. I'm giving you an answer. Oh my God, I love The Comeback, yes. Jessica Simpson or Mandy Moore? Jessica Simpson. Favorite Julie Roberts movie? Pretty Woman. Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail? Sleepless in Seattle. What sign are you? I'm Aquarius. What should Jennifer Love Hewitt do next? <laughs> um, be on a show called 411. <laughs> if you hosted Play by Play, who would you want on the panel? Like, not me. Oh, you can't okay. say me, but who else would you, you want on the panel? Three other people. Michelle Collins. Oh, brilliant. Genius. Um, Bryce Sander. Love him. Mm-hmm. So smart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to get some pick a, What if you had to pick a housewife for it? Oh, a housewife? Yeah, you have to throw one housewife in there. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Um, okay, shit. Sorry. Probably um, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> so many housewives no to Carlton's choose from. name as much as, as we have this day. <laughs> Who would, um, I want to say Nini. Nini. Nini would be great. Yeah. If you were choosing Sexiest Man Alive for People Magazine, who would you choose? Hmm. Hold on a second. I'm really into Oliver Hudson right now. Mm, he's very sexy. <laughs> I really know Oliver Hudson. And Amy, where can people listen to your radio show? It's on Sirius XM. It's on Sirius XM. Uh, radio Andy. Can you do it as Bethany? Channel 102. And I'm like, yeah, you like, listen to it. Like, but if you don't, like, I don't care. Like, I'd be like, if Carol, like, don't, li- just don't have Carol listen to it. Like, run, like, run a marathon, like Skinny Girl, like Puerto Rico. Be I love, strong. I love you so much. Thank I love you, you Danny. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Okay, it's Housewives Recap time. We are going to start with Real Houses of Dallas because we start with Orange County every week. So I feel like we should start with Dallas. Before we do, I first want to say happy 35th birthday, Ian, from uh, your Bradley Bear. (laughs) Congrats on the new house. He wanted me to say that, you guys. So that was a little shout out. So, um, happy birthday. And then also, you guys, we need to talk about Bethany Frankel. She's dating a new man, allegedly. She's been photographed holding hands with a 29-year-old male model tech investor. Now, I thought I was Team Carol, but now maybe I'm switching sides because this man looks very hot. And I'm so happy. I'm always so thrilled when anyone, you know, gets some hot young man. Bethany deserves some good sex, so good for you, B. Be strong. Be getting laid. <laughs> Be getting that young dick. (laughs) Sorry, that was inappropriate. That was inappropriate. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Now on to the Real Houses of Dallas. So we open, uh, first of all, Leanne, Stephanie, and uh, Cameron. (laughs) They're they're getting together. I like this little threesome. It's like an interesting little group. Now, uh, they're having lunch while Deandra and Brandy are having lunch. And Deandra tells Brandy that she's heard from multiple people that Rich is unfaithful. Now, she said this in her confessional, and I just don't like that Deandra is going so hard on Leanne. And if someone's your best friend, like Leanne was in Deandra's wedding. So it's like the fact that Deandra is now in her confessional saying that she's heard that Rich is unfaithful, that feels very gross to me. And of course, I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again. I feel very protective of Leanne because I love her. (laughs) I love her on the show, and I feel like a sense of... I feel a sense of protection, a uh, protectiveness over Leanne. So I was not happy about Deandra doing that. And then meanwhile, Leanne's having this charity event, and Leanne is saying that she invited Deandra. Deandra shows up. At first, she doesn't show up at all. And Leanne says in her confessional, <laughs> maybe I'll have a shove a K-cup up your ass party, and she'll show up. <laughs> I, I, I died, because we're still talking about that time Deandra shoved a K-cup up her butt. And... I hope we never stop talking about it. It's been mentioned, I think, once an episode. I think we did take one week off, but pretty much all season, we've at least had one passing mention of the K-Cup up Deandra's butt. And again, I, one of my favorite things I've ever seen on a Housewives franchise. So Deandra eventually does show up to this black tie event, and she shows up drunk with Brandy. Now, they were both wasted. And Deandra said she gave Brandy an outfit because Brandy couldn't drive all the way home. 
And I swear, like, the outfit that Deandra gave Brandy was just a uniform from TGI Fridays. Like, it looked like like Brandy was going to her shift at the hostess stand at TGI Fridays. And I was like, why did Deandra give her this outfit? You know, it was was a dark, a dark moment. It was. And Brandy was so drunk, she, like, couldn't stand straight. And Leanne's like, what the fuck is Brandy even doing here at this party? Then we cut to Cam, who was... Talking to her husband about Sparkle Dog, they were they were on a call about the success of Sparkle Dog, and they did have a call about it. And uh, the person, look, you guys, I have to slow down for a second. So I had actually left the room during this point. I was getting a snack, and so I did miss who the person was that was calling. However, I did note that the person they spoke with on the phone said that Sparkle Dog food would be successful overseas. Was he right? I don't know. TBD. Time will tell. Time will tell. I, of course, think it will be. But I know most of you out there do not agree. And I support your convictions. (laughs) Then we cut to Stephanie, who's getting her vagina lasered because she pees her pants a lot. And this was another dark moment. Another dark moment. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. We have to embrace the blue humor when it comes to the Real Housewives of Dallas. Because they're going to be talking about poop, pee, getting their vaginas lasered. It is what it is. That's what this show is. And, you know, so Stephanie at Carrie's Laser Clinic getting her vagina lasered was a dark moment. It was. Then we get to the real meat of this episode, which was the 1980s AIDS party. So this got all the girls together to dress up. They were going to their 80s prom and the outfits were really fun. And I, uh, first of all, I got really excited because I love when these women get in costumes and they argue in costumes. Like, that's when these shows are at their best. It's an art form. Ladies arguing in costume is an art form. And the housewives know how to do it the best. And so all these women were dressed in teased hair. Brandy was dressed as some sort of like Little Richard. (laughs) I think she meant to be dressed as maybe like Michael Jackson or something. But I was just getting Little Richard vibes. (laughs) Tutti Fruity, oh, Rudy. <laughs> Do you guys remember that song? Tutti Fruity, oh, Rudy. Stars Born Wishes. Anyway, that Brandy looked ridiculous, and all of them looked good. Brandy and Stephanie went together as, like, dates, which was really cute. I did worry me a little bit that they were forgetting the purpose of this 80s prom, which was AIDS research. You know... I kind of felt like I kind of felt like that none of these women knew what they were going to the party for, except for maybe Leanne and Cam. Like they were just showing up to this charity event, which was for a very important cause. However, I think the other girls just thought they were going to prom. Leanne always does seem like again, here I am sticking up for Leanne again, but she always does seem like an ally. I feel like whenever I see her at a charity event, she seems like it's taking it's she's taking it seriously, and she does a lot of charity work even on the off season. I feel like we always, if you follow her on social media, you know she's always going to an event. I feel like she really believes in her charities, and so I respect that. The other women, on the other hand, I don't know if they knew where they were, but it was great for us to watch. And they all started piling into this party. Leanne said in her confessional, Deandra nailed the 80s. She looked like she did yesterday. And (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. So Brandy confronted Leanne again at this 80s prom, And these two have never been able to get on the same page. They clearly just don't like each other. And I think that's fine. I think they should just separate. But Leanne was, of course, mad at Brandy for showing up at her other charity event drunk, uninvited, and also for trying to get Deandra to not be friends with Brandy, really. 
Leanne and Brandy are talking, and Brandy kind of loosely mentions about Deandra saying that Rich and Leanne live separate lives, and that Rich was allegedly unfaithful on Leanne, which, again, was inappropriate for Deandra to say. But then Leanne kind of went below the belt, I thought, and she said that the baby that Brandy and her husband are fostering to adopt, she said was that a way for them to save their marriage, and I even was shocked at this. I was even shocked. I thought, like, that was that was a low blow. I gasped. I gay gasped. And then Brandy, of course, said to Leanne that she's jealous of Deandra. And I don't get any of this jealousy thing. I don't think Leanne's jealous of Deandra. I don't know. I feel like at this point, they're all just saying things to sort of cut the core, you know, to cut each other down. And I don't think they really mean any of it. I don't. I don't think Deandra means to say that Rich is unfaithful. I don't think Leanne means to say that Brandy and her husband are adopting to save their marriage. I think they're all just trying to hurt you. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> That's a saying. <laughs> I have that on a pillow somewhere. Hurt people hurt people. So I wish they'd stop hurting each other. You know, let's all get along. Tutti frutti. <laughs> now I can't stop thinking about Brandy as Little Richard. <laughs> like she goes to the party city and she's like, give me your best Little Richard. <laughs> I'm so stupid. So then Deandra comes into this fight between Brandy and Leanne, and she says that she heard that uh, Leanne and Rich are living separate lives. And Leanne says, if I hear Rich and I are living separate lives one more time, I'm going into a rage of fury that the fucking meditation bowl can't get me out of. (laughs) This was a great callback, a great line, great delivery, five stars all around. (laughs) So good. It was so good. Meanwhile, the other girls are all talking and Brandy confronts Carrie about, you know, going around and saying everything that all these girls are telling Carrie. Like, Carrie's literally not keeping one secret, and she's not even trying to hide it. Brandy's telling Carrie, like, why did you say that stuff to Leanne that I said to you privately? And Carrie's just like, yeah, I'm an asshole. (laughs) She, Carrie definitely got an ultimatum from producers who told her, be an asshole, and you have to be the one stirring the pot this whole season. And if you're not, you're not coming back. That's what I truly believe. In between seasons, I think producers met with Carrie as they met with all the girls, and they were trying to figure out what what was going on, what they have coming up. And I really, truly believe they were like, Carrie, what do you have coming up? Carrie didn't have a lot coming up. Carrie could sense maybe in their interview, like, oh, I don't have a lot coming up. Do you guys want me? And I could tell the producers were probably like, oh, I don't really know if we need you. Maybe we'll bring you back as a friend of. And Carrie's like, well, what can I do to come back as a main character? I'm like, What? What can I do to come back full time? And they were like, stir up some bullshit and do not keep any secrets and we'll bring you back. And I think that's what Carrie did. And I refuse to believe anything different. I don't know that for a fact. I just, I refuse to believe any different is frankly what I have to say. That's the thought on that. (laughs) It's fact to me now. So Deandra and Leanne are still arguing in the corner. And Deandra says that, you know, she's calling bullshit. She's like, I call bullshit. And Leanne's like, I I call bullshit. And it's like, they're all saying this phrase, I call bullshit, which I know is a popular saying, but it just, this whole episode, I felt like Brandy said it at one point to Leanne. She's like, I call bullshit. And Deandra's like, I call bullshit on this. I I just want someone to say like a very obvious punchline, like who's bullshit, (laughs) which I know is very stupid, but I just want someone to say who's bullshit, like a who's on first kind of thing. I feel like they're all really missing that opportunity. Then Leanne was a noited prom queen, like the legend that she is. She cried in her confessional about it, and I love that. And then we see on next week, D. <laughs> you guys, D's back next week. 
And in the preview for next week, she's talking to Deandra and she's like, I don't give a dog's rip. And we know, <laughs> we know from the last time that Deanne and Deandra sat down in her office. She said something like that too. She's like, I don't give a rip. You can go out here and sell it on the street if you want to. I don't really give a rip what you do. I don't give a horse's rip. I really don't give a dog's rip. <laughs> Such a weird phrase. Like I don't she's just naming animals and she's like, I don't give a cat's rip. <laughs> I don't give a parrot's rip. <laughs> I don't give a dog's rip. I don't give a turtle's rip. I don't. I don't give a pig's rip. You can really say it with any animal, truly. (laughs) I don't give a spider's rip. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited for more D. I want D on every episode, and I want her as a main cast member. So that's Dallas. I know I really rushed through it, but we got to get to Orange County. We have a lot to fit in. Where are you going? Shannon's having a celebratory dinner at her house tonight. She's going celibate? Celebratory celibate when she was married. <laughs> Actually, she did celibate. She sold a lot. So, so she's having a celibate party? <laughs> Celebratory All right. party. Okay, Orange County. I'm going to make this quick. There's not a whole lot that was going on in Orange County. It was sort of a filler episode. Of course, we're going to Jamaica next week, which is exciting and also kind of cringeworthy. I don't know if you guys saw in the preview of next week when they're wearing the dreadlock hat things <laughs> very offensive and i'm shocked that no one of that group realized that that was a bad idea but you know what that's housewives for you it is but anyway in this week's episode i don't know there's a lot of stuff about emily with the fertility doctor which look i didn't find it very interesting but i do think emily is stunningly beautiful like the more that i'm looking at emily the more i'm I just like the way that she looks. I mean, of course, I like her personality, too. Like, I like the new girls. But Emily's stunning looking. And then, uh, meanwhile, Gina's, like, sort of crying about her marriage. She did say, it made me laugh. She said, I can't cry anymore because I can't afford to get any more wrinkles. And I get that. I get that. So I mentioned when I was talking about Dallas about doing, like, a who's on first bit. And Orange County definitely did that with, with Tamara and Eddie talking about Shannon's celebratory party. And I played the little clip of it. It's just, it made me laugh in like a cringy way. Like I was cringing so hard that I was laughing because they were trying to do this bit. And again, Eddie just seems like he's so uninterested in being on camera. Like he does not want to be there. <laughs> and you know who else didn't want to be on camera is Michael, Vicky's son. Like every time Michael's on camera, and I love looking at him because Michael is very attractive. Like I hate myself for saying that, but Michael's cute. And every time he's on camera, like, since the beginning of time, since the beginning of this franchise, he has seemed like he does not want to be in front of a camera, and yet he's continuously thrust in front of a camera. Like, Brianna, at least I felt like she was more, a little more comfortable being on camera, but Michael just seems like he hates it. He seems like he does not like his mother. And again, I find him really cute. I'm not proud of that. But back to Tamara. So Tamara and Eddie are doing that bit, and they're talking about his heart. It's sad. I love Tamara's kitchen table, though. Her little breakfast nook. Ooh, I thought that was super cute. Like, that square. I don't think it's her main dining table, but I love that that square uh, little breakfast area table. Ooh, I love it. Then we get to Shannon. Shannon hasn't responded to Emily's texts. You guys, Shannon's just rude as fuck. And here's the thing. I loved Shannon. Shannon was one of my favorites. Like, if you listen to a lot of my older episodes from last season... I always love Shannon. I think she's a great housewife. However, lately, like, I'm just 
not liking her at all, and I'm finding the negativity just too overwhelming, and I find her to be too rude to all the other women. She's so rude to Gina, she's rude to Emily, and we've seen it before. She was like this to Kelly before when Kelly joined the cast, and uh, I don't know. I'm just over it, and I'm really hoping something changes. Like, I want to get back to liking Shannon again. I really do, because I I always thought she made great TV and was compelling, but this season, like, I've just totally turned on her, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to get back there. I just, I don't know. And all of these women, you guys know, like, I, I feel like we all can change at the drop of a hat. Like, we love them one week, and we hate them the next. And <laughs> even, like, the Bethany and Carol stuff, like I mentioned, I am I turning uh, back to Team Bethany? I think so. Like, I, you can change instantly. Instantly. I can change my opinions about these women, but I'm not sure about changing my opinion on Shannon. I'm a little bit worried about it. And so she has all the girls over, and this is where they decide they're going to Jamaica. And we've all seen these scenes before of them all trying to force a spur-of-the-moment trip. Like, they're like, let's celebrate Shannon's QVC line, which, again, I think Shannon just kind of slapped her name on. Like, I don't know how much Shannon's really doing for this line of foods, but... Anyway, they're going to Jamaica to celebrate, and then Shannon serves something that looked like a microwavable meal, and it did not it did not look good. You guys, it did not look good. In fact, the next scene we saw Kelly Dodd and her daughter Jolie at a soup kitchen, and the soup kitchen food looked better than the meals Shannon was thinking about freezing and selling on QVC. <laughs> You guys, P.S. This week I was on a podcast called The Friends of the Real Housewives, and it was, they do, it's a Housewives podcast, and we were talking about Shannon's QVC line, and I was remembering, I got these flashbacks of one of the only times I ever, this was actually the only time I ever took my parents' credit card when I was a kid. I I took their credit card to order something from the Warner Brothers store off of QVC. I don't know, it was either QVC or HSN, but they did like a Warner Brothers store hour on the TV. And I remember watching it as a kid. And it was like a full hour where they were selling like Looney Tunes goods. (laughs) Do you remember back in the day how like they would do, it would be like Bugs Bunny and Taz as crisscross, you know, like the the t-shirts or the sweatshirts. It'd be like Taz and and Daffy Duck as crisscross or, you know, like, or those starter jackets with like Tweety and Sylvester on. Like, I loved all the Looney Tunes merch. And I, I remember taking my mom's credit card and I remember she's like, What did you buy with my credit card? And then it came in the mail, like my, my Tasmanian Devil shirt. And I, boy, did I get in trouble. But that was the only time I think I've ever ordered anything off QVC, although I plan to order a, a Lisa Rinna duster in the future. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Next time she's on. <laughs> uh, but then we cut to Kelly Dodd and Jolie at the soup kitchen. It was really cute. Jolie was really touched by the work, and she didn't know how to clean. <laughs> and I wondered, I wrote in my notes, do we think they ever went back to that soup kitchen? Like, Do, you, do we think that was the only time they did it? I do. Then we cut to Shane and Emily, who have dinner, and Shane's making a lot of jokes about himself being short. He orders a Diet Coke, which I know I mentioned a few weeks ago that only fun people drink Diet Cokes. But again, I want to just offer a little bit of of an alteration on that statement. Only women and gay men who drink Diet Cokes are fun. That's I just want to be clear. I don't think straight men who drink Diet Coke are fun. My apologies to if you're a straight man listening and you drink Diet Coke. I do not think that you're fun. <laughs> but but women and gay men, when they get di- those 
women and gay men who drink Diet Coke, I find in my experience, in my history, I find that they're the most fun people that we have amongst us. So Shane was drinking a Diet Coke. However, I don't think that he's fun because he's a straight man. And he was being such a dick to Emily. Like, they got their drinks, and Emily's like, "Let cheers. And he was start was already drinking his Diet Coke, and he's like, hold on a second. And then he just drank more. And I was like, you're being such a fucking dick to Emily. Like, I hate him right there. Just fucking cheers your wife. And she's talking about her, her fertility. And even at the end, like, she goes to a fertility doctor, and she goes with her fucking in-law, because Shane wouldn't go. And I just thought, what an asshole. Ugh. He's just so gross, and he's one of those people who seems to, like, pride himself on being an asshole. Like, he thinks it's so funny and cute, and it's like, it's not. None of us think it's cute or funny, Shane, so cool it. Okay, be a nice human being to your lovely wife who's stunningly beautiful. Ooh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And maybe he's, I feel like maybe Shane's just playing it up for the cameras, like he thinks this is funny, but it's not. It's not. Anyway. We see Vicky go to San Diego to visit Michaels. Uh, they have a dinner with the whole family. And I was just laughing, thinking about Vicky as a stepmom. She was sitting on the patio or whatever, wherever they were sitting outside. And she's like, I love everyone right now. I love my life. And Vicky's always telling us that. Like, even in the throes of depression, Vicky will tell us she's loving her life. <laughs> and she said at one point, isn't it funny that none of us are married, but we're all happy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, maybe that means like we don't need a marriage to be happy. And she's like, no, I want to be married. I need to be married. <laughs> and Steve's just like smiling through it. So then at the end of the episode, we see Kelly and Shannon, they get together to have some dinner and they have a few drinks. And Kelly was saying how great it was. She had a night with Michael, her ex-husband, Angelie, and they had like a great nice night where they were watching TV, whatever. She's telling Shannon how great it was. And then Shannon, Debbie Downer Shannon just comes in and says, yeah, that's never going to happen with me. And I just, it's like, Shannon, let her have a moment here. It's like she's always Debbie Downer. Once you really pay attention to the fact that every time someone says something positive, Shannon says something negative, it's really hard to focus on anything else. And again, I all the Shannon lovers out there, I want you to know that I've always been on your side. And I'm hoping that my mood on Shannon turns around. Because I don't like it either. I think she makes great TV. She does. She has compelling storylines. She does. She's rude, which is good in a housewife sometimes. So I'm hopeful that she'll flip things around and maybe get a little bit nicer, a little bit more fun. Maybe in Jamaica. Then Kelly and Shannon start to talk about how Gina and Emily say that, you know, Shannon's hard to get to know. And Shannon says, I don't know those girls. And it's like, well, you're cast on a show with them, so get to know them. Like They're trying. They're trying. And then the episode ends. It felt like a filler episode. We're getting to the vacation. It was a little upsetting to see them so early on in the episode say, like, let's go to Jamaica. And then have to sit through the rest of the episode because it was like, let's just get to Jamaica. Now we're all excited about Jamaica. I don't need a whole long bit here. A couple other things I want to mention before we wrap things up. The Dirty John trailer looked fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. I mean, Eric Bana, Connie Britton. I love both of them so much. Connie Britton is a queen, a god amongst us. (laughs) She's stunning. Her hair is perfect. I mean, she's a, a legend and an icon. And Eric Bana is so handsome, still handsome. One of my favorite all-time movies, I was just tweeting about this, (laughs) one of my all-time fave films is the Time Traveler's Wife trailer on YouTube. I've only seen the movie once, but I've watched the trailer at least like five times a year. Like whenever I, whenever I'm in a mood and I like want like a a romance, but in four-minute form, I go and watch the Time Traveler's Wife trailer, which starred him and Rachel McAdams. The trailer gives you everything you need from the movie. 
It gives you romance. It gives you drama. It gives you a Lifehouse song. It's everything you need. (laughs) I have a lot of movies like that, too. I always watch the Morning Glory trailer, also starring Rachel McAdams. That what else? I feel like all the romance, like or a lot of rom com trailers, like sometimes I'll just watch the trailer. Oh PS I Love You, you know that Hillary Swank movie? Movie's not that great, but the trailer, five stars. <laughs> five stars. So anyway, the Dirty John is gonna be this new drama that's coming to Bravo and it's a limited series. It looks fantastic. Cannot wait. I also want to let everyone know that I'm still loving Below Deck. I'm in this season. I watched the premiere, loved it. And I haven't watched Below Deck for like a season or two. And I think I'm right back on board. There's a new guy named Ashton on it who they, he's very hot. They dressed him in a diaper. And immediately when I saw him hot and dressed in a diaper, I was like, I'm on board for the season. DVR season pass. <laughs> like, I'm in. I'm in. Also, Captain Lee's sexy, and I don't care who knows it. He is. I don't make the rules. Facts are facts. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited to dive back into Below Deck. It's been a while. I felt like I took some time away. Now I'm ready to get back on board with Kate and the gang. (laughs) So that's our episode. I want to do our cool down. Before I do, I want to say, please follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. If you like this podcast, please rate it and review it on iTunes. That would be wonderful. If you want to support this podcast, like if you like the episodes and you want to support it, please head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Again, that's patreon.com slash everything iconic. Like when you go to that website, there's like a little button that says become a patron. If you click that button and donate $4 or more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes, which I'm doing Real Houses of New York recaps of the early seasons. I also did an exclusive comeback pop dive on there you know, that HBO show. And then also just last week, I did a bonus episode where I talk a little bit more about A Star is Born and some other pop culture things that we needed to get to. So that's on the Patreon. And the money's just going to help support this podcast, which it it helps me to make this thing. Now, what else? Oh, next Monday or this coming Monday, it's going to be a practical magic pop dive. So I know I said some Halloween pop dives are coming. So we have a practical magic one coming this Monday. And I'm super excited. It's really, really great. So I hope everyone will check that out. If you want to watch the movie before the pop dive, it's on HBO Go right now. And now what else? We I want to thank Samson Technologies. Samson sent me a bunch of new equipment and they've been fantastic. So thank you, samsontech.com. Now let's do our cool down. The cool down. This has quickly become my favorite part of the show. So I want everyone to take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Now think of someone that you were maybe unkind to, a friend, a family member, someone that you did something unkind. Maybe it was recent. Maybe it was in the past. Breathe out. Okay, in the episode of Orange County, we talked about how Shannon was maybe not so nice to the other new girls. And that happens. Sometimes we're not ourselves. Sometimes we're a little bit meaner than we want to be. And maybe we say something mean to a friend, a loved one. And then we go about our lives and we think about it. And sometimes we forget to apologize. Sometimes we do apologize, but it still sort of sticks with us. So I'd like everyone to go about their day. And if if, if by some chance something came to them, if they thought of a time when they were maybe not so nice to a friend, a family member, or just someone online, anyone, I'd love for you to reach out to them and just say, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I know I apologized already, but I want to just say I'm still thinking about it and I'm sorry. 
Or if that hasn't happened, if you didn't think of anything, then just go about your day and know that you are a good person. (laughs) But if there was something that came to mind that you maybe didn't apologize for, something that stuck with you, I'd encourage you all to go just say I'm sorry. I think those two words, I'm sorry, can really like make such a difference in people's lives. Even if the person might have gone on and not even remembered that you did something mean or bad to them, sometimes it really just makes a big difference if they hear I'm sorry. So reach out to your loved ones. Tell them you love them. I love you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.